Well, hello, you guys. Welcome back to PNC uh, Parenting Naked Collaborative, and this is hard. Uh, we're excited to be back. We're rolling into season two, and we have a whole bunch of really cool topics that we are really excited to um, do and invite you guys to as well to listen. So we would like to, you to join us in a hilariously beautiful, horrific, mysterious, untold, unspoken, disgusting, and amazing adventures of becoming parents and being parents. So welcome back. We have missed you guys. Yeah, hello. So today we're going to jump in, as usual, of talking about maternal mental health. Um, we're recording in the month of October, and October is um, uh, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so last season, we um, did a segment on domestic violence. And so we just were uh, wanting to touch base on that just a little bit and going into feeling isolated or feeling alone due to COVID-19. Um, you know, a lot of us are now just starting to come out of... Um, our homes a the little shadows. bit, <laughs> the shadows. <laughs> um, but during this time since March of 2020, um, we've all really been in a whole different world. Uh, you know, it's all over the news, it's all over the media, it's what everyone's kind of talking about. And this continuum of where everyone kind of falls on the spectrum of either being extremely fearful and isolated and maybe becoming agoraphobic on some kind of level to being in the middle where we're being cautious, but we're still connecting with friends and small groups to the other side where some people just really are kind of over it and they don't want to wear masks. They're just, they're over it and mm -hmm. want to kind of get back into regular life. Or fatigued. Or those, like, non-believers that are, like, whatever. Like, don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, don't believe science. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, if you're listening and you fall anywhere on the spectrum, um, you know, hopefully this can be of some support um, to all of you. Um, but during this time, I would imagine that, well, not imagine, there has been an increase in pregnancies. Um, I'm waiting to see the numbers come out, um, if this is going to be the next baby boom or not. But, yeah. you know, there's new couples who, um, you know, are exploring each other. And then there's couples that were, frankly, probably too busy to even connect intimately. Um, and now they're at home together, and why not? A lot of time <laughs> on their hands. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then on the ugly spectrum of um, there might be more sexual assaults in the household, um, unwanted, unplanned pregnancies, um, contraceptives, um, being able to get those have been really extremely hard, especially with telehealth or people not wanting to do telehealth, not wanting to go out and go get their prescriptions for contraceptives. So um, some of these pregnancies may be unplanned and unwanted and just being mindful about that. Um, but when it comes to that, there's um, an increase in stress. And, uh, you know, when you're stressed, you that leads to depression at times. And um, we're just, you know, saying you're not alone. You're not alone with uh, feeling that way. Um, I know that I've gone up and down myself, you know, being transitioning home and being home with the kids full time, uh, still doing telehealth full time and holding other people's space. Mm -hmm. um, it can really be exhausting. Um, 
you know, finding myself being in tears, just going, oh my gosh, like, when is this just going to be over? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, Danan and uh, Gretchen can kind of speak a little bit to that as well. Yeah. Like, oh. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, we got hit by a freight train pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. So life's been different. I'm not sure that I could say that I've been depressed, but there have been those days where I feel kind of in a funk and have to crawl back out of the hole, so to speak. But yeah, this has been a shock to the system for sure. Not being able to have our same routines and see our same friends and get together with our family for those gatherings that are pretty traditional. So it is an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the struggle has been real. And I think for somebody that practices in mental health, but also suffers from issues of mental health, you know, definitely my depression and anxiety has had an uptick I would say happy to be on a good medication right now finally figured that Mm -hmm. out um through trial and error but uh, yeah I mean I think we all are under just inordinate amount of pressure Mm -hmm. um we're doing things in ways that we never anticipated we would ever have to um so just be kind to yourselves and kind to one another Yes, definitely. Be patient, patient with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for those of you out there who um, are doing it well and exercising and connecting, that I'm, I'm, it's awesome. I'm jealous. I'm excited. I hear about all these people in the spring (laughs) had these like fabulous gardens. Uh, I was so jealous about that. I was like, (laughs) really? Because I'm just like trying to keep it tender over here. I attempted a garden and my cucumbers (laughs) turned out to be maybe this size of quarters. So it, it, was a no-go in our house (laughs) (laughs) oh geez well and it's funny because Gretchen and I were talking the other day um and we were talking about how there's going to be like two types of people that come out of this um one which Danan is uh representing those who are working out and getting fit and looking great you look great by the way Mm -hmm. Danan's (laughs) working so hard on her uh health and she looks absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. um and then there's some of us uh that kind of well okay Gretchen, who falls in between, who's working out and working full time. Uh, And then there's myself, who uh, is not working out because I just don't know when I'm going to have time to do it, which I know is an excuse. But, uh, you know, it's a reality. It's a reality. Um, But, you know, seeing myself have a glass of wine here and there, which normally I'm a total social drinker. um, But, you know, the philosophy of why not? (laughs) I have nowhere (laughs) else to go. Uh, So wherever you land on that, um, hopefully you're not drinking. Drinking uh, as a coping skill. Hopefully, you're not using drugs as a coping tool, um, and that you can find a healthy balance during this whole thing. Um, but you know, it's, I, I think self-reflection is a huge part of what's going on now too. So, uh, just being self-aware of: am I being healthy? Am I not being healthy? And, and where do we need to be with that? Um, So some of the things that I really want to touch on today is just um, to acknowledge the economic stress that Mm -hmm. people are facing right now. Um, You know, people talk about how there's no real middle class um, anymore. This might just blow it out of the water. Um, I know that there's some families that really are suffering economically. Um, Mm -hmm. They can't find jobs and they're extremely stressed out, um, which increases um, at home. You know, when you've got a family at home and, um, you know, there might be a lot of fighting, a lot of talk about divorce, kids feeling irritated. Um, And so just hold on, hold on, be um, patient with one another and just realize that this too shall pass. 
um, and hopefully people will get back on their feet. Um, but then finding out that you're pregnant, you know, during this time, if you're really struggling, uh, struggling economically and coming down to hard decisions of is it a time to keep baby or the time to terminate or thinking about adoption because you just might not be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hopefully we all can hold each other um and support each other in this. If you see families that are struggling, you know, make them dinner, bring, invite them over, or have a picnic outside, social distance. But mm-hmm. there are ways that we can help our friends who may be struggling economically. Um, and the social social isolation that people are feeling too. Um, you know, I read a, read a really good article on JAMA Psychiatry dot net um, and they were talking about the importance of um, connecting socially don't socially isolate but connect to each other you know you can still be five feet apart but still be hanging out you know yeah. go yeah. I've seen groups at the park um, they like they'll walk together and then they'll go set up their little chairs and the In big circle, circle yeah, yeah. and it's so cute um, and they're just like laughing and giggling but they are socially distancing mm-hmm. a lot of them still have masks on there's some people who don't but Mm-hmm. We need that desperately. We yeah. are social beings, uh-huh. um, you know, and just being able to connect and laugh and yeah. see each other mm-hmm. and have those mirroring neurons. Mm-hmm. Um, so please don't isolate. Please try to get out and, and wherever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, with hanging out. I would say that one of the benefits, like, you know, all hard things, I think sometimes have like unintended benefits and silver linings and mm-hmm. we are closer to our neighbors than we ever have been mm-hmm. like our, yeah. our entire street in fact last night we just had a socially distanced potluck in the park together mm-hmm. I mean con- like real depth of relationship has built over these last five months that I honestly don't think would have ever progressed in that sort of way unless yeah. we were you know we're all each other sees these days yeah. so, so yeah, we've really true. connected and built friendships and that's been awesome yeah and I'm hearing that a lot more I have a couple clients who are saying that they've befriended their neighbors mm-hmm. um, and yeah connecting and having fun in that way so yeah go meet your neighbors if you haven't met your neighbors um, you know you might just find out you like each other and have a lot of <laughs> <in common. laughs> Uh, the other things that I'm, you know, it's starting, to, people are starting to be able to go connect um, to places of spirituality and religion. I know we don't really talk a lot about spirit- spirituality and religion on this podcast just because that's not really our forum or our platform, but um, it's really important. It's really important if you are um, religious and you connect with your church and your congregation um, to be able and just maybe be in that building or in that facility that that brings you pleasure and hope um, or places of spirituality. A lot of people are going on more hikes, mm-hmm. you know, more bike mm-hmm. rides, and they really feel more connected with nature, which in turn really balances people out. Mm-hmm. emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. so you know really think about ways that you can connect if you're more spiritual um you know more meditations more prayers or um you know if you really like the religious aspect really reach out to your congregation um or wherever you you go your temple mm-hmm. um so you know you do you yeah i saw my first um bought mitzvah via zoom oh. never, <laughs> the other day my in-laws are part of a bat mitzvah and uh-huh. it was via zoom nice wow. was I there mean, still a dj like i always well, it wasn't like the after party it was and like a giant cake oh, was, it was like a part so where funny. they like recite the torah and all that oh very you know. neat yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, That is one thing I think that's coming out of this is the creativity and Mm -hmm. new ideas. I I think that by the time we get through coronavirus, we are going to be able to take away some really brilliant things, but we just have to get through this moment. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. we are showing how adaptable we can be and how strong we can be. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be some, some positive outcomes. Um, another thing on the line along the lines of spirituality would be meditating. I think just as a grounding Mm -hmm. in this time of chaos and uncertainty and fear to Mm -hmm. just take some time out, even if it's five minutes a day to meditate and ground yourself and come back to center. Yeah, definitely. Well, especially if you as a couple are trying to conceive and you're under uh, pressure and stress that, you know, your body may really be pushing back and saying, no, not yet. We're not Mm -hmm. ready or for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just sometimes being very relaxed and uh, can really help and being in a good mental place really might help you and your partner be able to be more intimate together and increase your chances of becoming pregnant. For those who are pregnant during this time, um, it's going to be really important for you to rely on some of these meditations and being able to relax, especially if you're a news watcher. There's Mm. so much going on in our news right now that is distressing and scary. Uh, My advice is just to shut it all off. Um, (laughs) Not to say be naive to the things that are going on in the world, but man, social media right now and the news, it's all just like destruction and anger and and stuff that's really, really important. But for me, um, I find my information out that's important um, through friends and family. And then I investigate it on sources that I know are fact-checking and that kind of stuff. But if you just kind of blankly have the TV on in the background, that can definitely increase your stress. So just be mindful of that. Um, If you are pregnant and you are getting close to having baby, um, I know that there's probably so much fear about going to the hospital. Um, That's come up quite a bit. Um, You know, I have a friend uh, recently, Ryan, he was on the Daddy Boot Camp episodes um, in season one, but he and his wife just had their second child two months ago. Um, And they were shut down completely, like didn't go anywhere for a really long time. And we were all kind of nervous about if Ryan could even be at the hospital and be in the delivery room with Brooke. And what happened? um, He was able. He was able to be in there, which was really, really great. But I think there's a lot of fear around that because I don't know if all hospitals are allowing partners to come in. I don't know either. I've heard some places will have dad or whatever partner it is Mm -hmm. have a COVID test before. Okay. I don't know if that's, like, universal or not, but um, I have heard that that's happening. Yeah. Well, and and there's fear of going to the hospital and getting COVID. So there's a lot of people who are having intentional home births and unintentional home births because they're not going to the hospitals quickly as they would be. So um, just be really, really careful, you guys, if you're having a home birth, um, you know, try to have some kind of medical professional there or a backup plan in case something doesn't go very smoothly, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we want you to be healthy. We want the people around you to be healthy, and we definitely want baby to be healthy during this time. So, uh, you know, just throwing that out there to, you know, there's an increase to home birthing right now. Um yeah. I have a f- really good friend, um, hi Megan, if you're listening, uh, 
who had her first baby during this pandemic. And Mm. what's really heartbreaking to me is that like they tried so hard and they had to go through IVF and all these um, processes and an egg donor and all of that. And so how much just went into this baby, right? Like, and for, and like all the anticipation and all of the effort and then to not be able to share that with your family just breaks my heart for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Tim, uh, daddy, his parents were just there this past weekend. And so the, the baby was, time. yeah, baby was born in May, beginning of May. Yeah. So I just, that's. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Thinking of all those women yeah. out there. Oh yeah. I mean, our, our coworker, Penny, who just had mm-hmm. a baby. I mean, none of us have seen, seen her. her. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. pictures of her baby and I've dropped off gifts at her doorstep. It was like knock and run. <laughs> Here's your gift. Yeah. Um, you know, but just being really, um, you know, thoughtful of they still need connection. They still need to get little mm-hmm. uh, tokens of like, we're here, we care about you, yeah. and we can't really see you guys right now. Um, and they're, you know, they're really appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. But for those who are at home and are first time mamas or parents, um, first time dads, um, it's a lot, you guys. The postpartum is real. Postpartum depression and anxiety is real. And postpartum psychosis is extremely real. And um, it doesn't it doesn't matter what race, what religion, what ethnicity, what economic status you are, it can impact any of us at any time. And there is a real difference between postpartum stress and anxiety and postpartum psychosis. And if you are worried that you are experiencing psychosis or you are worried that somebody that you know is experiencing psychosis, there are warning signs that are a little bit different. So some of these warning signs with psychosis um, are that mom really believes that uh, she is endangering the life of their baby. Mom believes that she is not a good parent she may be hallucinating things or having delusions about things. So maybe hearing, overhearing somebody say she's not a good mom or she's not worthy of being a parent, but that isn't true. Like that never happened. Or they're seeing things. There can be times that women, their hormones are off, their depression's off. They just really feel like nobody understands. They feel like they're weak. Um, These thoughts can all be normal unless you start noticing that they're believing it. So there's a lot of women who will say, God, I'm having these really horrible thoughts, but I know they're not true. Mm -hmm. I'm having these thoughts about I want to hurt myself, but I never will. I know that my child may be better off if I wasn't around, but I would never do it. Versus I'm not, I, I don't see anything wrong with what I'm thinking. Like I'm scared. I just feel like I need to get out of it. So if you do find yourself or somebody that you know who are in these negative thought processes that are dangerous, there are help lines out there. There are people out there. If you are noticing somebody, please take them to the hospital. Please take them to go get help Um, because medication can really do a lot. Mental health therapy can really Mm -hmm. help quite a bit. So there are ways to really help when you are seeing the psychosis. Um, and ways for people to get help 
um, whether you're doing postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, telehealth is a thing. Gretchen and I have been doing it for months Rocking now. the telehealth. <laughs> rocking it hard. Yeah, rocking it hard. Insurance companies are paying for it. Private pay. Um, I mean, we're out there. We're moving forward, and we can be supportive. Um, there are great suicide pre- prevention lines out there. Um, go to postpartum.net, and you can connect to your city you can connect to your state so reach out if you are seeing this if you're noticing it or experience you're not alone and it's nothing to be ashamed about um but just you know try to get help or try to get somebody else help if you're noticing that super important Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, especially just during this time. I mean, in a normal time when there's not COVID, a normal time when uh, it's not an election season, there's not these crazy debates. Um, it's important that um, we know what's out there to help. There are groups online. So just reach out when you can and um, just know that this is hard. This is such a hard time. Um, And we care. We care about you guys so much. So if you guys have any questions or concerns, um, please Facebook us. Um, You know, you can email email us. We are going to be the three people that you get in contact with because we are grassroots. It's just us right now. Um, We may not be able to provide mental health services. Um, That's not our role. But we can definitely point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. So take care of yourself, you guys. Um, love each other. Be kind. Be supportive. And thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. And okay. until next time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to This Is Hard, our podcast celebrating the hilarious, beautiful, horrific, mysterious, untold, unspoken, disgusting, and amazing adventures of becoming and being a parent. Brought to you by Misty White, Gretchen Levy, and me, Danan Moore. To learn more about This Is Hard, our podcast, follow our organization, Parenting Naked Collaborative, on the web at parentingnaked.com, on Facebook or Instagram at Parenting Naked. Thank you, and until next time, be well.